Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tis the season to be dying, listeners. Or at least that's what happened to poor Kyle. And sweet innocent Marcy turned into a meat puppet for our torture trio from hell. The body count was rising. And so was Bob and Tanya's sense of despair. Could they avoid being judged? Would Bob ever succeed in getting the milk? Let's see where they are now. Ah, yes. Barricading the front door with displays, shopping carts, and merchandise from behind the return counter. (laughs) This ought to be interesting. Okay, Bob. Just one more Coke pack to go. Not exactly a sleigh, but it'll do. Tanya and Bob barricaded the front doors with displays, shopping carts, and merchandise from behind the return counter. At least we can't see the parking lot. <laughs> Those snowmen Marcy's pre-painted on the windows. <laughs> oh, geez, Tanya, don't think that. She named them all Frosties. Frosty Joe, Frosty Jane, they were... <laughs> well, Alex says I suck at stuff like this, but... Ah, here goes. Come on, you'll be okay. You always seem to have it together. You've been the rock of our floor crew. Even out there with the monster trio, you were thinking of a plan. Why do I have to be the strong one all the time? I'm sorry, Tanya. You don't have to be strong right now. You don't. That's okay, too. Sorry? Sorry? You summoned torture priests from hell, Bob! I watched your co-worker get torn into bite-sized pieces, though, Marcy. <laughs> I lost a procedure book, Bob. How am I supposed to do this without the official corporate guide to emergencies? <laughs> Bob felt miserable. As bad as he felt, though, it couldn't be as bad as being Tanya, he thought. She hadn't even done anything wrong, and here she was, stuck in his mess. I don't think that procedure book had any real answers, Tanya. Maybe you finally put it to proper use. Throwing it at them likely saved your life. In fact, 
I'm starting to think maybe Mart Club cares more about its profits than its employees. Maybe. Maybe. I liked her, you know. Oh. Marcy? Liked her, liked her. I see. Marcy had never set off Bob's gaydar, but he could certainly sympathize with falling for a straight co-worker. I was going to ask her out after our shift. A coffee or something small to see if she was interested. She was a good person, Bob. And now she's one of the undead. But we don't know that. She could just be possessed. Oh, like that's any better. They could be out there killing her, Bob. She's gone and I'll never know. Bob didn't know what else to say. The ghoulites seemed unstoppable. If shotguns didn't stop them, he didn't know what would. I never should have touched that Foxy Boxy. If I hadn't, we'd all be home in our beds waiting for Black Friday to arrive. Instead, we're down three employees and trapped at work. I don't even know if we'll get paid for our time battling Hellspawn and torture priests. Wait, the Foxy Boxy. What about it? They said they came because I solved the toy's puzzle, right? Well then, what if I unsolved it? Realm presents Black Friday, starring Fred Armisen. Episode five. Are you looking for a rewarding career? Do you hate to waste stress-induced tears and suffering? Explore your potential as a mindless drone for Mark Club, offering unpaid training and soul-crushing workloads. There's no limit to the ecstasy of pain you too can experience as part of our staff. Holiday pay begins this Black Friday. You'll be dying to apply. It kind of makes sense that undoing what you did would make them leave. But you might need to do more than just mix up the Foxy Boxy's puzzle. You used to work in the garden center, right? Before I got promoted to CSM, yeah. Why? You mentioned something earlier about flamethrowers? Aisle 65, right next to the chainsaws. Let's go get one. Time to stock up if they were fighting their way past Drew to get the cube in the basement. First, we'll need armor. Unfortunately, the key to the armor storage room had gone missing months ago, right along with all the left-handed spatulas. Best they could find were some bite-proof extra padded winter coats and apparel. I don't think these would hold up under the force of a human bite that requires a very specific material, a nice canvas. Ooh, how about these Carhartt knockoffs? With the protective torso equipment figured out, Bob and Tanya headed to sporting goods for helmets. Tanya grabbed a bright pink bicycle helmet, and Bob found a white batting one. Tanya held a doll mirror from the shelf as Bob adjusted the strap. You know, I wish Jeff could see me. I look pretty damn good. You're wearing canvas overalls, a plastic helmet, and your Mark Club vest. Why do you still have that thing on anyway? 
Well, how else are customers supposed to know who to ask for help? The undead aren't customers, Bob. Everybody's welcome at Mark Club, Tanya. But these undead assholes have crossed the line. They wrecked my display, turned Marcy, and killed Kyle. Now, they're gonna have to pay. I didn't even think you liked Kyle. To be fair, Kyle was kind of... Homophobic, racist. I don't know about all that, but he was a jerk. Jerks come in all shapes and sizes. Not gonna lie, Kyle was a little toxic. Still didn't deserve what he got. Oh, nobody deserves that. Did you hear that? What? Tanya, the red fog. The strange red fog had returned, rolling along the floor in heavy puffs and bringing with it an awful sulfuric stench. Thick, hooked chains swung from the darkness above. Dark green slime dripped everywhere. Let's stay away from this fog. Here, turn down the electronics aisle. The fog trailed them. Ahead, slime had already covered the big screen TVs and dripped from the laptops on display, sizzling as it struck the keyboards. Why are all the TVs going gray and snowy? That's called static snow when the broadcast goes out. I mean, wait, that's an analog thing. Aren't these TVs all digital? So you do know some tech stuff. The front door's still secure, right? I hope so. There was no way to be sure. The clothing department stood between them and the doors with the fitting rooms. Even the barrier they built wouldn't hold them off forever. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. What's with all the slime and fog? It's gross. Ooh, maybe it's ectoplasm. Ectoplasm? Like in Ghostbusters. Never seen it. Well, there's this pink ooze. Anything it touches comes to life under the right circumstances. They use it to make the Statue of Liberty walk through New York. Could be the fog and the slime are like that. Those freaks expose us to it, and under the right conditions, we become undead. You've really never seen Ghostbusters with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd? You are so old. That movie came out in the 80s. It's a classic. Ghostbusters reminded Bob of one of his first dates with Jeff. Thinking of Jeff waiting up for him made Bob's heart sink. He had to get out of this crazy store and back to his family. Bob, did you see that? See what? Freaky hands aren't part of static snow, right? Definitely not. 
Hands emerged from other TVs and laptop screens, and soon they reached from every screen in the electronics department. Let's get away from this video drone crap! Move, move, move! What's a video drone? They dodged as best they could, but the aisles were narrow and full of merchandise. Ghostly fingers pinched at Bob's clothes, tugged at Tanya's arms. Get your static paws off me! Bob looped around electronics and cut through the far side of the store. But the fog and chains were there, too. Come on, to the garden center. All around, a hellish version of the store came to life as items leapt off the shelves. Whole racks of clothing dumped into the aisle. Balls bounced out from the toy section. Look out! It's a Lego wave! Bob ducked into the doll aisle, letting go of the cart with a shove and dodging little blocks of plastic underfoot. Watch out! Ow! Painful! Tanya? Tanya, where'd you go? Tanya! From the shelf beside him, a smiling blonde doll in a kitchen set rotated her head and winked one eye. Oh, come on! From another fallen box crawled out 16 inches of pure, stuffed evil. Hi, my name is Tickle Me Tommy, and I think you're fit! <laughs> he sped toward Bob faster than any doll should be able to move, especially without batteries. Screw you, you giant bag of pits! Well, aren't you cute? Bastard! Mm. Human flesh! Just like Mom used to make! <laughs> Bob dropped it, and the doll proceeded to yank up his pant leg and chomp on his ankle. Bob kicked him, and the doll sailed into the far wall. Son of a... Where'd that twerp go? Oh, fuck. Tickle Me Tommy had stolen the pink dream machine and was doing his damnedest to run him down. <laughs> I can try. <laughs> Only a few aisles from the garden center doors. Only after Bob fell on his ass did he realize he ran into Hookface's chest. It is time for judgment. Human. Bob scooted back, but there wasn't far to go. The deadly Tickle Me Tommy doll was closing in fast. Hey, hook face! How Tanya had gotten there before Bob threw all the Legos and spilled toys, he had no idea. She smiled at Hookface, then lifted a large magnet from behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> A dozen hooks in Hookface's skin immediately tore away and stuck to the magnet. He grabbed at his face and flailed at Tanya. She ducked out of the way and snatched Bob's hand. Where'd you get the magnet? Arts and crafts, aisle 16, side A. They jogged through the garden center doors side by side and slid to a stop in front of a shelf full of large boxes. A big sign above read, Functional, fashionable. Fiscally responsible. That's the Mart Club promise. Keep your holidays toasty. Flamethrowers at half price for Black Friday. Some assembly required. I'll get the propane. Bob slid the blade of his box cutter into place. Three quick slashes, and the box opened. What? 
What is this? The flamethrower's in four pieces. It's just my luck. A tiny pink convertible slid through the garden center doors and screeched to a stop. Somewhere along the way, Tickle Me Tommy had traded out his plastic bat for a brand new copper carving knife. Perfect for carving up holiday hams and the occasional minimum wage Mart Club employee. <laughs> oh no. Playtime? <laughs> Tanya brought the propane tank down. Die, you creep! Thick, green ooze exploded outward, covering both Tanya and Bob in smelly, sticky, haunted guts. <laughs> I always hated that stupid doll. Tanya held the slightly scratched-up propane tank out to him. Bob wiped green goop out of his eyes and took it. They didn't know how long they had before Hookface recovered, or if his two flunkies might arrive. Screwing a couple of pieces of metal together shouldn't have been hard, but whoever had designed the thing clearly didn't get that memo. You know, if we make it out of here, we need to get our story straight so we can explain this. I don't think anyone's gonna believe us no matter what we say. I mean, I mean, what are we gonna tell Drew's parents? Kyle's girlfriend, Marcy's ex. Kyle doesn't even have a body to bury. What are you going to tell Jeff? Nothing, if I can help it. Your clothes are covered in disgusting green guts and several of your coworkers are dead. Well, undead. <laughs> He's not gonna notice. That would require him to do the laundry. If there's one thing Jeff hates, it's doing laundry. I think it's going to take more than a little stain remover. Well, then I'll burn it. What Jeff doesn't know won't kill him. That sounds like a healthy relationship. Bob finished hooking up the hose. Look, it's not like I asked for this. All I ever wanted in life was a piece of the American dream. A house in the suburbs, a family, a dog, a good life. I was never supposed to help you fight off the undead at Mart Club on Black Friday. I was supposed to be normal, to blend in, to be boring. What's that line about well-behaved people never making history? I'll settle for surviving the night. Whoa. Okay, she's ready. Are you? You're listening to Black Friday, starring Fred Armisen. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Black Friday is executive produced by and stars Fred Armisen, written by E.A. Copen, and produced by Diana M. Foe, Fred Greenholch, and Haley Wagreich. Executive produced by Molly Barton. Performed by Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacha, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Margo Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Voice direction by Fred Greenholch. 
Sound design by Rory O'Shea and Fred Greenhalge. Audio editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolihi. With digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and performances by Peter McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolihi. Original cover art by Annie Wu. 